This episode is brought to you by Volvo Cars. Distractions happen. That's why the fully electric Volvo EX90 comes with a two-camera driver understanding system designed to prevent distractions and help you stay focused. With seven comfortable seats, a powerful electric range of up to 300 miles, and cutting-edge vision tech that can help prevent accidents, experience a new era of safety at Volvo Cars. Pre-order your Volvo EX90 today. Visit volvocars.com slash US to learn more. This episode of Science Versus is brought to you by H&R Block. The gig is up. You could be overpaying for professional tax help. See how independent workers are saving up to 30% with Block Advisors compared to the cost of a typical accountant. Block Advisors by H&R Block can help you manage multiple streams of income and get you every available credit and deduction. 100% accuracy guaranteed. Schedule an appointment today at hrblock.com slash side hustle. Average savings based on national average fees for federal form 1040 plus Schedule C and one state filing in latest available 2020 survey conducted by the National Society of Accountants. Pricing may vary. See blockadvisors.com slash guarantees for full details. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsor job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash science. Just go to Indeed.com slash science right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hi, I'm Wendy Zuckerman, and you're listening to Science Versus from Gimlet Media. This is the show that pits facts against froth. On today's mini-episode... Milks. Last week, we looked at veganism, and it got us thinking about all these different kinds of vegan milks out there. I mean, it's become an ordeal just to order coffee. If you're not going for dairy, there's soy, almond, rice, oat, macadamia, cashews, and even hemp milk. These milks claim to be better for the environment than good old-fashioned dairy, and they are really catching on. Sales of these alternative milks have more than doubled in the last decade. In fact, this alternative milk craze has gotten so big that the FDA recently stepped in to question whether we should call them milks at all. After all, almonds don't lactate. That's utterly ridiculous. Now, rather than curds and weigh in on that debate, we are going to call all these alternative milks schmilks. And today, we're going to tackle their claim that they are great for the environment. And we found the perfect scientist to help answer this question. And we schmilked him for all he's worth. My name's Joseph Poor, P-O-O-R-E. Is that, you know, related to the fact that you study milk? Because you pour milk? No. (laughs) I think too many puns. Moving on. 
If you just listened to our episode on veganism, you'll remember Joseph. He's a researcher at the University of Oxford. And his team created this huge database filled with info on how different milk farms affect the environment. He just published a paper that looked at dairy and soy milk, and then we asked him to also pull the numbers from his database on three other popular schmilks, oat, rice, and almond. And by the way, his database has a lot of farms. There is about 7,800 farmers who produce rice, 150 oat farmers, and about 200 farmers who produce nuts. Altogether, the data you're about to hear is from 10,000 farms from around the world. This is the biggest study that we could find on the topic. So, when it comes to the environment, if you look at dairy milk, almonds, soy, oat, and rice, who's doing the most harm here? Which is the worst? The worst on every indicator is dairy milk. Yeah, while different farms do different things, on average, schmilks, all the schmilks, beat dairy. And this shouldn't come as a shock because last week we mentioned that eating meat and animal products is typically worse for the environment than going vegan. But what we didn't say is that milk is a big part of the reason why. So, for example, making dairy products like milk, it uses a ton of land. Now, globally, dairy cows graze 830 million hectares of land. So that's an area the size of Brazil. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it is. It's shocking, isn't it? It's just a huge amount of land just to provide milk and milk products. Joseph found that globally, it takes, on average, nine times more land to make a glass of dairy milk than any of the other schmilks. But if you dig deeper into this schmilk world, it becomes pretty clear that all these schmilks have their own environmental problems. So we're going to take a look at almond, rice, soy and oat milk one by one to figure out how environmentally friendly they really are. And let's start with almond milk. You might have heard that making it uses a ton of water. And Joseph found this is actually true. Almonds, you have to irrigate them. And given that almost all of America's almonds are produced in California, where there's tremendous pressure on water resources, almond probably does rank worst. Another worldwide study found that almonds can take at least four times more water to grow than rice, oats or soybeans. So now we know almond milk's Achilles heel, water. Next up, rice. Now, it uses a lot of water too, but where it flopped was greenhouse gases. In Joseph's study, producing rice milk emitted the most greenhouse gases, although not by much. And that's because of this really surprising thing that happens when you grow rice in paddies. So to grow rice, you typically need to flood it. And in the flood water, the bacteria create methane. That's right. Innocent-looking rice has a dirty little secret. Bacteria and other microorganisms that burp out methane live in the soil where rice is grown. And when the fields are flooded, these bacteria go crazy and end up pumping out more and more methane. And all that flooding leads to another big issue for rice. Fertiliser that's applied to crops can run off the land and enter water bodies. 
When the water runs off the paddy, it can take fertilizer with it, spreading it into the environment. This has happened in one of China's largest lakes and it wreaked havoc on the natural ecosystem. And while lots of crops have this runoff problem, Joseph found that making rice milk creates about three times more fertilizer runoff than any of our other schmilks. Okay, so that leaves soy and oat. What's their vice? Turns out, it's land. Joseph found that to make a glass of these schmilks, on average, you need to use more land than almond or rice. And some soy is grown in the Amazon, which means we could be cutting down rainforest to get our milk. So with all these things to consider, almond milk guzzling water, rice milk burping out greenhouse gases, soy and oat milk eating up land, which is the best schmilk if you want to save the environment? So who's the winner? Would I... Yeah, that's the sound of Joseph really not wanting to choose because he says... I think you're pulling at straws. I think they're all so, they're all such low impacts compared to dairy milk. You know, if we chose to change to any of them, it would generally be beneficial. I can't give it to you. Sorry, I can't give you a clear winner. Okay, so Joseph doesn't want to pick one schmilk to rule them all because even though they all have their environmental vices... Dairy, he says, is just so much worse. It produces more greenhouse gas emissions, uses more water and more land than all the schmilks. And Joseph says that these problems with dairy, they can really add up. To make his point, he gave us a kind of extreme example and crunched the numbers on what would happen if everyone in the world switched from dairy to soy. He said it would save half a billion hectares of land, almost a billion tonnes of greenhouse gases, and just heaps of water. It would save 250 kilometres cubed of irrigation water a year. So that's the same as if everybody in the world stopped having showers or baths for a year. Oh my gosh! It's so funny because in New York it just almost feels like this silly little thing, like now people go, I just don't know what milk to pick. And then when you hear those numbers, I don't know, I'm just thinking like, this is actually serious. It's really serious. They are very surprising numbers. Switching to plant-based milks, it does appear to be a positive thing for for the planet. So when it comes to the environment, it's not utterly ridiculous to reach for these schmilks. That's science versus milks. Schmilks. This episode was produced by Meryl Horn with help from me, Wendy Zuckerman, along with Rose Rimler and Odelia Rubin. Our senior producer is Caitlin Sorry. We're edited by Blythe Terrell. Fact-checking by Michelle Harris. Mix and sound design by Emma Munger. Music written by Emma Munger and Bobby Lord. For this episode, we also spoke to Adrian Williams, Niels Jungbluth, Frank Mitloner and Adam Drunowski. Thank you so much for your input. Next week, we're tackling gentrification. Is it really that bad? Every time I move to a neighborhood, gentrification seems to find it, and I end up getting kicked out. I'm Wendy Zuckerman. Back to you next time. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. 
You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.